This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, conductors of the metaphysical, and welcome to the end of 2016 here on the Interdimensional Crossrip. This week on the show, yes indeed, we are bringing this year to a close. This will be our last live episode of the year. But don't worry, we got a lot of good content coming your way. We're going to talk Motion Gate, we're going to talk merchandise, and then we're also going to talk about some of the franchises out there that are doing some good holiday season deeds. Still playing with toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Stop great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Oh, we have fun. Woo! So it's the holiday season. We're right in the thick of it. You're in a new house. Do you have everybody coming over to you for the holidays? So it's like a housewarming. Is <laughs> It's gonna get a little crazy. Yeah. For almost every year we've been here, everybody's like, uh, "Well, like we used to go home to visit family." So out of habit, everybody asks this year. So when are you going home to see the family? And I'm kind of like, "You remember we got a house, right?" They're coming. Kind of seems, kind of seems weird to get a house and then abandon it for the first <laughs> Christmas. So no, we're staying here. Um, I'm doing the domestic thing. Like I'm like, that looks like the world's best Christmas tree stand. Like I bought that a month ago. Ooh. And then the other day I'm out and I'm like, uh, these these uh, tree skirt plastic bags, they catch the needles and you can wrap the tree up afterward. <laughs> like I'm just, I haven't even got a tree yet, but all the pieces are lying around me waiting. So, oh, you guys uh, don't have a tree yet? No, this weekend. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It varies for people. Like, um, I know a lot of people throw it up the first of December. Yeah, yeah. But but for me, quite often it's been a a two, the two week period around Christmas, is it like a week before, week week after, roughly. Well, that's cool because then if it's a real tree, it's a fresh tree and it's exactly. not losing the needles by Christmas. And yeah, yeah, it stays really nice and fragrant and all that. And then you keep it around to New Year's, and then you kick it to the curb. Yeah, exactly. Turn it into firewood. Environmental genocide began. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. That's uh, we we switched to the uh, artificial tree two years ago now, and it's but mainly because of that that environmental be damned kind of thing. Because here in LA, you go yeah. to a parking lot at the Home Depot where they've just got rows and rows and rows of already dead trees. By the time you get it home, it's lost half of its needles already, and you know you're like, ah, all right, yeah, really you enjoy guys, it. I can imagine the heat problem there is a oh yeah, just, just a, the climate difference. Yeah, here they're here they're frozen, right? Technically, so yeah, they're well um, preserved. Well, the previous place we didn't have the space so we kind of had a and we'd be going someplace for Christmas anyway so we just kind of had the token placeholder one of those three foot artificial trees just a little thing to put in the corner sort of thing right yeah but um, yeah this year uh, the, the wife uh, a friend of hers one of their relatives actually went out and cut down trees like went to one of the tree farms and has extra so I, I think I think we've been bequeathed a real tree oh that's awesome that's yeah. I, that's step one of your Griswold family Christmas that's about to occur. Uh, yes, and I bought myself the, the the child distractor, which is uh, 
every time I pick them up at daycare, those kids are all over the Christmas tree there. So I invested in the uh, tree remote or tree mote as they call it. Tree mote. Which is, yeah, it's a, a box that you put between the tree lights and the power on the wall. And then it has a little Christmas tree shaped plastic box with a button on it. And it turns the power on and off. <laughs> their, their box says, no more climbing under the tree. And I'm like, if you're climbing under the tree, you may have designed the layout of your yeah. uh, rock. But uh, but it's just to press a button, the lights come on. I'm like, perfect. It's old. He can, he can sit there and techno rave himself so his heart's content. <laughs> tree goes on, tree goes up. Tree goes on, right. tree goes off. <laughs> just put those down there so you can have a light switch rave. <laughs> Oh man, well that's uh, that's awesome, and I feel like so rightly so. This is going to be our last um, episode that we record uh, for the year. Uh, right. Next week, there's there's going to be a little something special for you guys. Don't worry about that. But then we go on hiatus until after the first of the year. Um, so we've got a we got a good feel good episode. This is a a heartwarming. Uh, everybody is doing Christmas cheer things uh, kind of episode. Unfortunately, there's a little bad news in there that we're going to have to sprinkle in. But uh, it's 2016, so that uh, I feel like. We just expect that now. Like in the middle of all of the feel good, there's got to be that one little thing. But uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, so it, this is this is sort of the uh, the end of the year. This is our our 2016 wrap up, which is That's right. uh, take a hike 2016. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. So uh, so we'll, we'll have news, and then we'll do a lot of, of retrospective stuff uh, in this episode, and uh, then you'll hear us next week on something pre recorded, live in front of a studio audience, not. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys on the flip side in 2017, but until then, here comes the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. I improved beam accuracy by adding plasma shields to RF discharge chamber. I have cryo cooler to reduce helium boil off and da 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 we got a freaking Faraday cage. Well, Chris, let's, um... I'm thinking let's 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 talk about the bad news first, and then we can we can end on all of the good heartwarming stuff. Um, yes, okay. Because this is this is actually a couple of weeks old now, and it's we at the last minute I was able to sort of put a soundbite in one of the episodes, but we actually haven't properly talked about it. Um, but Alice Drummond having passed away, uh, it's been three weeks ago now. As you guys listen to this, at the age of 88, she. Um, apparently fell um, and uh, complications from that fall, which happened, you know, two months prior to her passing uh, is, and just a very sad, um, just a terrible way for somebody to, to go. Um, but I, I mean, Alice Drummond, we all know her as the librarian. Like she's, yes. she's the one who introduced us to the, the doctors, Peter Vankman and Ray stands and Egon Spangler. And she's the one that was there to kick everything off. Um, but she's a character actor that has a mile long resume. She's got awakenings, Ace Ventura, soap operas, sitcoms. Like she's appeared anywhere and everywhere. Um, uh, Broadway. She's Broadway. one of those similar to, um, uh, there's a short list of names that you think of as, you know, movie character actors. And it turns out the bulk of their career is, being on stage between movies yeah and she was one of them i mean you can you can definitely you can see that because she no matter what role she was in always had that sort of twinkle in her eye gleeful sort of uh you know kindly grandmother look um and you know it's uh it's a tough a tough role to be typecast into but i think it was just what came naturally to her especially when you see her 
if you look in the trailer to cleaning up the town, like that little bit of, of interview they have with her, that's, I think that's just her essence. She was just that kind of warm, can I get you a slice of pie kind of person? You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, very, very sad. And again, uh, we apologize, uh, apologize that it didn't happen earlier for us to talk about it, but, um, you know, we, we will certainly remember her. We will always, uh, have, uh, you know, her uncle St. Jerome in the back of our heads and, uh, we'll, we'll be watching Ghostbusters countless times from this point forward. So it's, she will not be forgotten. That's, that's for sure. Um, so that's, that's the sad news. Let's talk happy stuff, Chris. It's the holiday. We got to, we got to keep it, we got to keep it lighthearted. I feel like for, for everybody, let's talk, um, you want to talk motion gate? I mean, I feel like we've talked a lot about motion gate, but we've, we've gotten a little bit of a glimpse (laughs) of stuff now. Yeah. We can actually (laughs) sort of be informed, uh, conversation about it. Uh, so people are going through the ride. It actually, the, the real grand opening is now in December. So we're getting a lot of people with their cell phones going through the ride, going through the, the queue at the beginning, um, and so we've started getting a glimpse of what the actual ride itself is. The queue at the beginning looks fantastic. You enter through the firehouse doors. You are immediately in this giant maze that has the, you know, the green subway tile walls. And there's like a containment unit in the middle. I think that's what that's supposed to be. It's like a giant tube that has these yeah. ethereal, uh, like mists or something kind of like circulating around it. Um, and that's, th- that's sort of like the big, you know, where you've got the switchbacks and you, you're there for 45 minutes to an hour waiting in line for this this ride. Um, but then you start going further back through these hallways and you pointed them out on your Facebook. And, and to me, there's a lot of stuff in there that I haven't seen before. So I'm wondering where they dug some of this up. But there's there's these giant framed portraits of all of the Ghostbusters. I think it's to kind of it's like their Hall of Fame um, but what's interesting is it's production photos and like Mondo posters and they kind of just threw a mishmash of things in there, yeah, including some photos that I've never seen before. Right. Like, have you seen some of these photos? There's a couple of them like from that time life shoot that are new to me. Yeah. And a couple of people pointed out though, they thought it was in the visual history. Oh. I may have to go back now and double check. Um, That's a possible. I know there's a lot of unseen photos in there too. That would be make a lot of sense too. Like, why would Dubai have these photos? Where did they come from? Well, they've obviously recently been dug up and published in the book, so they're floating around. Mm. But um, yeah, I it's the <laughs> I'm trying to get a gauge of what the park's like, and even with the opening, it's still quite empty. Like, it's very empty. It's very. It looks um, because there was one video where they're kind of walking on the sidewalk as they kind of enter the Sony pictures area. And it's yeah. funny, like it's still all sort of half finished. Like they, they walk through the, the, um, the arch for the Sony picture studios and the arch is there, but the lettering is not, you know, it doesn't say Sony picture studio land on it. It's just got these like yeah. where the letters are going to be. Um, now, I mean, they're still building parts of it. So it may just be that they've opened it up because parts of it are ready to go they might as well let people in to play on it sort of thing. But I, am kind of wondering then what it's going to be like, like, cause this thing is huge, like Disneyland, huge, but yeah. you and I were talking about it. Where do these crowds come from? Right? Like people, people set, you know, Anaheim and Orlando as their destination points for those parks. And I guess in Europe, they, you know, target uh, Paris and all that, but I've never heard of people making a big, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't imagine <laughs> vacationing in Dubai. Yeah. 
you um, know, 30, 40,000 people in a day wandering around the middle of Dubai, but they built it. Yeah, so I, I mean, we'll there's, there's, a huge, there's a huge population, a huge local population there, so that might be a, a, a big part of it. Um, That's true. But yeah, I don't, I mean, and the, the other interesting thing too is that, so that queue and the two videos that I've seen where people sort of walk through it, there's no line. It's, I think because it's still yeah. sort of a soft opening. So everybody just kind of cruises through that line. Speaking of where's the crowd, uh, yeah. they're not there. Which by the way, if that lineup was full, that's gotta be a minimum of an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> At least. Oh my, it's huge because it's there's, huge. there's that maze that I talked about. Then there's the hallways. Then I think you actually, you, there's another like sort of switchback area that's the um the shandor tower uh rooftop i think that was where it gets a little murky because you know shaky (laughs) cell phone video camera and low light and you start like okay i can't see anything guys but thanks for doing this um i'm thinking maybe they should have installed some uh TVs along the wall to constantly stream some real Ghostbusters or something. <laughs> Keep people entertained. <laughs> Keep people entertained for the two hours that they're in line. Yeah. Um, but then, so, you know, they, again, it's one of those things that drives me nuts when somebody gets onto a ride and they have their cell phone out and they're like filming the entire thing, but we get to reap the benefits of this because we've now seen what the ride is. Yes. And I, it's a very fancy video game. It's a very fancy video game, which was kind of, I mean, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, knowing that it's an interactive kind of like the Buzz Lightyear or the Toy Story game at at Disneyland. Um, but it it like the buggies, the buggies look like they're sort of just themed um, haunted mansion uh, like yeah. ride vehicles. They don't actually look like the Ectomobile. Um, and then you kind of go from screen to screen. And based on those those cell phone videos, the screens look kind of small, don't they? Or is it just me? It's tough to get a gauge because, again, it's shaky cam cell phone video. But yeah, it looks like you've got six people all shooting at this like seventy five inch TV, right? It's very kind of small. Yeah, it's it's not it's not big. I don't know about seventy five. Well, maybe seventy five inch. I mean, yeah, they're not huge. The other thing I noticed is that they the things don't seem super interactive like unlike the busters and dave which is a proper uh light gun game that if you hit something it it pops because it's actually interactive these things it doesn't matter what you hit the stuff stays right like it doesn't seem to go away when you hit it yeah that's that's where it doesn't seem like because you know you're you're right like the toy story uh mania ride where you break plates you see the plate physically break and you pop the balloons and it bursts uh, air towards you and that kind of thing it just sort of seems very so like uh, is it counting up points for you then as as, like if you're hitting it it just counts points and at the end you get a because that's the other thing we didn't really see the end of the ride yeah they're they're sort of like a tally as to who in your car was the the highest ranked or something yeah that that would be my guess is that there's like some sort of a score or even like a little uh like lcd screen in the car itself that shows you what your scores are yeah um in which case it's kind of like ignore all the little ghosts and just shoot for the big thing (laughs) just shoot the big thing yeah exactly stay puff always shoot stay puff so I don't. I mean, it uh, it it looks it, it looks like the the theming in the front is very big, and then the ride itself is actually very small, which was interesting. Um, I thought yeah. it was going to be the opposite, but um, you know that that again, it's it's very tough to to tell from these people's home videos too. So it's, if we're actually there, short, it may yeah. feel a little bigger, and it may feel like it's a bigger experience. But um, so you know, see, yeah, re- we- it's it's out there if you guys want to see it. 
Yeah, we haven't seen we haven't seen the diner yet. Oh we no, the, seen yeah. Any sort of gift shop opportunity? There's still lots to see. Yeah, both um, may still not be open yet. That's the other thing too. Is I was I was amused though. Did you notice that? Oh, where was it? In one of the screens, they stopped at right at the beginning. There was a little ghost, and it looked like one of the the little tiny ghost Cooper ghosts that came with the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, the little purple guy. You talking about? Yeah, that the one? little yeah. The, the little ice cream cone headed one. The <laughs> the swirly head. Yeah. Yeah. I was amused by that. So. Yeah, the ghosts look very. I mean, it's it's very. Um, animation it's not like photo real you know when when there's another you end up fighting stay puffed and you fight gozer and you know it all looks very you know cartoony um but yeah i mean it it does it looks like it's fun you know and again i'm not i'm i'm excited for a ghostbusters ride uh so absolutely i'm I'm down with that but yeah i'd I'd love to see more and love to see it firsthand um that's what to say the only way we're gonna get to the bottom of this is uh, yeah, Motion Gate Dubai. You're just gonna have to fly us out. Just fly us out, out there. Yeah, then yeah, we can see it with all. our own eyes. We're um, cheap. We'll we'll sit in the coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need leg room. <laughs> uh, but so speaking of seeing things with our own eyes, um, I've started uh, I've started hearing things that I want to see with my own eyes. With this, um, the Heide Park in Germany, that that 5D ride that we talked about a few weeks ago. Right. It sounds like it's going to be huge. Like if if. The Dubai one is small. It sounds like this one is going to be like the the e-ticket version of that. Um, there's the, I've seen some some rumors that they're building like this giant ride vehicle uh, building for the whole thing, and um, there's going to be animatronics and all sorts of like really cool stuff. So that's that's one that I'm anxious to see what they do with because maybe. I don't know, maybe Dubai is sort of like the prototype of sorts. Like, okay, here's what we tried that worked, that didn't work. Let's take that and instill that upon the Dubai uh, yeah. attraction. Or, I'm sorry, the Haida Park, Germany uh, attraction and, and see what we can do with it. So that's yeah. that's what's going to be. And that opens next year, I believe. I think that's 2017. So we'll start it's seeing stuff the- soon. Yeah, it was one of the things that surprised me about the Dubai one is that they didn't borrow from the universal studios like they have guys in ghostbusters gear wandering around for photo opportunities so they lifted that from universal uh, studios right i was surprised that they didn't go with the maybe it's not there yet i mean again we were seeing like four people go through an entirely empty building basically but the whole idea of a pre-show yeah oh yeah those some of those spaces were designed very similar right you you will have a, a couple hundred people crammed in these um you know switchback uh, lines you know and you can have a little stage and bring a kid up and you know interact with an actor and lots of cool stuff going on and you know show stuff on screens and keep them entertained for a bit of it so i don't know maybe it's still coming because a lot of those things were big enough but uh yeah you feel like that that big that maze area in the firehouse garage with the containment unit you could have somebody right there smack dab in the middle taking readings and interacting with kids and taking photos and yeah I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I would imagine it's, it's a little difficult for a theme park. That's not a universal studios or a Disneyland to cast these actors and make sure that they're in character and ad libbing and improving correctly. And, um, it's, it sort of goes back to one of the critiques I had of the ghostbusters dimension, uh, in New York where, you know, you, you, you they spend all of this time building you up going through the wax museum and then you get to where you're going to put on the virtual reality like the vest and grab the gun and 
Um, and every, all of the theming is in universe and everything is great, but then you have the poor, like, um, uh, minimum wage high school employee. That's like, all right, put this on. All right. Is that tight enough? Can you see, can you hear? Okay. And I'll stand there and go in there like that sort of, Oh, if that was an actor who was kind of talking you up and getting yeah. more into the universe, just think how much that would heighten the experience. But then you go, well, it's it's a high school kid that's making minimum wage. Like, what are you going to expect from them? They're not going to be in character. They're not going to go that extra mile. So, I don't know. Well, maybe, exactly. it's, maybe it's tough. Maybe. But as you said, too, there was lineups to get into that thing when you were there, right? So, yeah, yeah. in you're, theory, you could, in theory, maybe pay a few extra bucks to have somebody that... And part of your job is to be host. <laughs> have at least have one person, and then when you get to the the people that are helping you put the vest and stuff on, exactly. Oh, these are just our interns. These are our unpaid interns, or whatever that ma- it makes right. sense, or you know, or put but, them in a put them in a lab coat coat to uh, as scientists to explain yeah, why they're yeah, exactly. so they sound so drab and dull. Or they're yeah, they're volunteer uh, assistants, that kind of thing. Yeah. So so anyway, I mean, it's it's great that we're even having this conversation. I love the fact that there are theme park attractions for Absolutely. us to, to be talking about, and hopefully more to come. I mean, uh, as we've said in previous episodes, Dubai, Germany, New York City, it would be great to start seeing these, uh, you know, more fr- frequent in in more parks and more accessible to more people. So um, yeah, we'll see we'll see what's going there. Um, what else is on the rundown? There's a lot here, Chris. Oh, the, the ghost core photos. We kind of, you and I talked before we started recording about this, but they've started posting a bunch of photos of stuff that like I, I've never seen. So let's start with the stuff that we have seen. There's, there's a, <laughs> they left their spring cleaning until December. Good job. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. Well, it does get slow in Hollywood around the, the holidays. So, you know, maybe they decided to do some cleaning, but, um, so the, the the first photo, which everybody's seen probably, um, they've set up a a little display in the Sony Museum for the people that go and do the um, the studio tour that has the Gertrude Aldridge uh, painting, the Fettuccini's painting, a couple of props. Uh, it looks like some TV screens up on the wall that are probably showing clips from the movies or just the movies on a loop. Um, so that's that's very cool. That's all stuff we've we've seen. But then Ghost Core has been posting photos of like this mask that looks like the, the no ghost Moogly from like top of the head to maybe like shoulders below, just below the shoulders. And it's, I'd never seen that before. It's like a latex rubber mask. Um, and the inside is that sort of foam rubber, you know, that you like a, like a mattress topper is made out of that sort of like yellow foam rubber. Yep. Uh, no idea what it's for. Maybe for licensing, maybe for a parade. It's one of those. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was something that was mass produced, obviously, because otherwise people would have seen it. My guess, if I had to guess, is given how much it comes down over the shoulder and the chest and back, which is unusual for a mask, right? Yeah, Most masks yeah. just come down to your, you know, your shoulders. I'm assuming that this was made for some sort of uh, promotional costume getup. Because you put the mask on the person and then you put them in a, you know, a, a white suit. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a simple suit, like a, and then the the that that bit at the bottom of the mask tucks into the collar. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you don't really see. Well, there's a seam, but you don't really notice it quite as much. Yes. On that. There's yeah. no there's no gap between yeah. you know person and then there's some neck and then there's the the white outfit sort of thing. 
because you couldn't make a whole rubber outfit. That makes no sense. You yeah. can't make you can't make the face out of like any sort of cloth material. So they just sort of split the difference. Make a Don Post style mask with enough, you know, Batman uh, cowl at the bottom to tuck it into, <laughs> you know, the 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 just the the cloth jumpsuit or whatever that they jump into with the you know the cartoony glove hands and all that. And away you go. You now yeah. have. You're no ghost running around. And it and it makes sense for maybe trade shows or because one of the other items that they posted up was this ghost trap that was, uh, I, uh, to me, the telling thing is there's a sticker on the back of it that says uh, Coca-Cola syndication or something. To, I can't remember now what the, 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 the name of the company that picked up the syndication rights to real Ghostbusters and ran with it. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that that was something that they used for trade show purposes as well, but yeah, I don't. I mean, we've seen photos of like, um, like now comics when they would go to uh, all of these trade shows, like the the comic cons and stuff like that. They would have, um, you know, like I think there was somebody in a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man suit, and they'd have the car there, and um, yeah. and and so maybe that's what this was. Is it was like the no ghost Moogly that they were handing out buttons or handing out flyers or whatever it or something. Yeah. The funny part is that Sony uh, and ghost core didn't really say, so I'm kind of wondering if, you know, maybe it's not slightly lost to the mists of time. Yeah. Cause the trick is, is those, if it was used at trade shows and stuff like that, if it had been done recently, we would know because there would have been pictures in an article online right. done 30 yeah. years ago. Maybe a photo showed up in a trade magazine that nobody gets anymore and is long gone. You know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah, yeah, like license <laughs> licensing expo 1986, where yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's not a lot of big photo reference because not a lot of people were taking photos of it. But I only found out about a button I own, which was promoting uh, the real Ghostbusters the first year it came out when they were trying to syndicate it, like sell it to to places in syndication because online somewhere somebody still had some trade uh, organization had a scanned pdf of the guide they handed out that year on the floor show which had um uh ads for real ghostbusters in it and they said come by and see us at booth such and such and such and such and that's how when i ran into this button on ebay i figured out what it was like just lucked out that somebody still had a like and i don't know why they digitized it but yeah had the flyer was, uh, hmm. yeah so we may oh, never know you know what what, what? Uh, i i don't know i'm just I've, ideas are sparking but maybe it was talking about the now comics trade show comic con thing but i wonder if peter mosen would know what this thing is i wonder if anybody's maybe. asked him cuz i bet I if, if, if it was him. a trade show he was probably there yeah. Oh, well, now had the the big Stay Puft suit. No, big Slimer. There they was had the big, big Slimer that was always like propped up against the car, right? But I thought there yeah. was. Hmm. He might know. He yeah, might. He might know. All right. Uh, after I'm we record, he hasn't I'll... piped up. He usually runs into these things eventually. So. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll hit him up and, and keep you posted <laughs> on that. Hey, Peter. What what is this thing? Yeah. Have you seen this? Answer random questions. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so if you're not following ghost core, they're only on Facebook. So, um, you know, for a lot of people that have jumped ship on Facebook, I'm sorry, myself included, except for all of the ghostbuster stuff uh, that I do. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta follow them on the Facebooks, uh, but they've got all those photos up there. If you want to take a look at them. Um, let's see. Oh, IDW. There's a lot of good IDW stuff. Let's talk about that. Um, all right. 
pre pre-orders for the annual, which comes out in January, are going on right now, right this second. Right this second. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, even though it is the holidays, that you might still have an opportunity to go to your comic book shop, print out that pre-order form, take it in, make sure that you get your pre-order in for that because these annuals are always a lot of fun. And uh, you know, full and, full. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and usually set up the coming, whatever's coming next. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of a tease or something in there. But uh, but also, I mean, uh, I, I was going to say full transparency, the pre-orders are what help drive uh, additional content down the road for whatever reason. It's such a silly sort of way that stuff is set up so that if, oh, look at how many pre-orders this got, we'll keep producing it. But, you know, people want to buy it later i don't it's it's one of those weird things with comics that like they they really rely on those pre-order numbers so if you want to see ghostbusters idw continue indefinitely which i'm sure it will but just reinforce that by going and putting in that pre-order it's something that we're all probably going to buy anyway you might as well do it and that way they get those numbers up and all of the people that wear suits up in the 12th or 13th floors of buildings they're all happy and everything is good and kosher. So let's let's make sure that they're happy this holiday season. Do we uh, honestly think IDW has like no a DC sized office no, or something like no. that? No, I bet because I think they're down in San Diego, right? I think they've got like a cool like beachside. Yeah, you know, used to be a real estate office now <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. The second floor of a two-story beachside uh, retail property yeah. or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, has anybody seen Tom Waltz? No, he's out surfing. He'll be back in like an hour. Don't worry about it. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, so get get those pre-orders in. I'm really excited about the annual. And then you know, from beyond, I'm sure there's a lot of really cool stuff coming down uh, from from the IDW from the 13th floor of the IDW headquarters. Uh, let's see, Think Geek. Oh my God, that mug. We haven't talked yeah. about that mug. <laughs> so for people that haven't seen it think geek has and i love think geek they have such awesome stuff they especially for ghostbusters they always come up with some really great ideas i'm still on the fence if this is a really brilliant idea or a very stupid idea uh they have a ghost trap coffee mug which uh-huh. is is very detailed very awesome and very accurate to a ghost trap in the fact that it is square with complete 90 degree angled corners. Uh-huh. So how does how does that work? How does one drink from that glass without yeah. ending up with coffee or hot chocolate from a, or whatever from a all corner. over you? You look like an idiot holding it like one <laughs> one quarter turn up so you can so you look like you're drinking maple syrup from the, uh, the yeah, syrup cup. Like you're, sort of you're pouring milk from a carton directly into your mouth kind of thing. Now, I mean, they may just be selling it as a – because there's been a couple of others like the um, the Stay Puff mug with a little lid to it, like the hot cocoa mug right. or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and, and this is the same problem. I'm not just saying it's a Ghostbusters issue because – I remember selling the Star Wars mugs when I worked at the uh, comic shop. Same problem. There's these style of mugs that they make, character mugs, where the inside of the thing is roughly the same contours as the shape of the character on the outside. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, that's got to be a night. Like, these cannot be, to, like, intended to drink out of. Yeah, and how do you clean that? Like, the Chewbacca exactly. one, like, where it's got the yes. little, the boke, or not the boke, the bandolier that has all the little indents and grooves. and. Yeah, it probably says, do not put in dishwasher right next to the not intended for, novelty use only, not intended for drinking or whatever. Yeah, but do not put liquids inside. Yeah. This one is strange in that 
the square is not a mug shape. Like I own some mugs. Uh, my wife bought them that are square ish on the outside. But what they've done is the inside is still, um, it's not a perfect circle, but they've made it so that at least there is a pore pattern to the, mm, the side okay, you're drinking so, yeah, on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got kind of a lip that's like rounded inside, that kind of thing. Not a lip rounded inside so much as um, it's a severely rounded square on the oh, inside. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, gotcha. I see. What you're so saying. if you if you imagine this, if like if you imagine this this trap mug. The way they would have solved the problem if it was these mugs I have at home is the corners would have been the thickest points between the inside and the outside. And the sides of the mug would have been the thinnest points because there's a, a, a rough circle or oval shape inset inside it. So even though it looks square on the outside, when you pick it up to tip, everything it's yeah it goes it actually to the center pours. as it normally would in a – yeah. Yeah, the physics actually still continue to work. I don't. And they look I'd, great. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see the inside? I haven't seen in the inside from any of the photos, so maybe maybe that might be the case with this. Um, or maybe the one not. photo I saw, it did look like it's square on the inside. It's completely square. Hmm. But that said, a lot of these things are oftentimes them showing off an initial prototype or something like that. So there's no way to tell. We're just gonna have to buy one. Yeah, and and it, it's one of those things that you could put pens or pencils and stuff on your desk to, you know, yeah. not for liquid use, as you were saying. You could always well, use it for other things. What's killing me is like I thought I I thought I had my areas of collecting nailed down, and I thought my um, Corningware Ghostbusters mug was a bit of a rarity one-off. Yeah, and that's where it existed in my collection in the rarities. Now there's a sizable number of mugs. And I'm like, damn it, do I have to own a mug collection now? Like, <laughs> ah! Wait, do you have any of the, the Diamond Select tumblers, those ones that are meant to look like the fast food glasses from the 80s? Uh, no, I have one of the tumblers that they sold at uh, the Spirit of Halloween here. Oh, okay. I didn't, but I, oh, you mean the, the fast food glass the, ones? The glass no. ones, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not I yet. don't know why they call those. them tumblers. Are they out? Yeah, they're, I didn't think they'd come out yet. I think their Entertainment Earth or one of those places has them. Um, oh, because I want those. Yeah, so. definitely. I've wanted those too, and that's why I was curious if they're of of decent quality or. I mean, again, I want it's them. Yeah, I want them to go along with the the whatever it is, the Sunoco gas Ghostbusters two or uh, mugs that I have or yeah. glasses. Same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, last Christmas I got a um, uh, the gosh, I don't know what you'd call it, the Ghostbuster torso mug. Like it's a mug, and it's rounded like a mug, but it's painted to like somebody's uniform. I think oh. it says Venkman on it. But I then at the that. back of the mug, it's been molded to have a proton pack. Like it's very oh, strange. Really? Wait, yeah. Where was that? Where did they sell that? I I haven't seen that. Uh, I don't know. It's official. It's in one of those uh, typical style black and uh, green light and slime boxes that yeah. uh, a lot of licensors had. Oh, um, but I don't know where they got it. Like I said, it was a gift. Yeah, that may have so, come with that wave of like when the blanket and the, all the stuff went through Spencer's gifts or something. Interesting. I'll have to yeah. look for that. The wallet. That Yeah, it might have been part of that as well. Uh, so. 
Well, uh, let's see. What other merch stuff is on the run? Oh, the Playmobil trailer. We didn't talk about that yet either because that happened right after we recorded the episode. Um, yeah, they're teasing us along very nicely. It's like it's them fighting Slimer, but he's like attacking Santa. I'm not <laughs> sure what's what's he's what he's doing. <laughs> It doesn't uh, matter. It has <laughs> Ghostbusters in its theme for the holiday. Done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody, go home. It's done. Yeah, go go home. It's done. It's it's the so Slimer's attacking the Santa Claus uh, sleigh, and they they bust him. But anyway, so it uh, it's teasing that more is coming in February, um, and the toys are actually coming in May. So I, I'm guessing that full trailer will be something that will be uh, pretty pretty awesome. I'm I'm liking the tone that they're kind of striking with these Playmobil commercials. It's almost like they're kind of not uh, not replicating, maybe trying to do their own thing, but it, it does feel kind of like the Lego uh, sense of humor, which is, is nice. Um, yeah. So, so let's, uh, you know, stay, stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm curious to see that trailer. Uh, okay. So let's see what else we have here. Oh, let's, let's get into the heartwarming stuff, Chris. Um, yes, please. Because uh, holiday season, I know a lot of the franchises out there have, you know, really been busting their tails to, um, you know, do fundraisers and toy drives and, and so many different things to, to make sure that all of these kids and, and people who just might not have the best uh, holiday season are getting, you know, something, something special this year. And so I wanted to give a couple of good shout outs here because I know the Ghostbusters of West Virginia um, got a lot of great press coverage because they donated over $10,000 worth of toys to local kids for the holidays. Um, and that's, that's just one of many franchises. Cause I know that, uh, the Arizona Ghostbusters did a toy drive for toy anxiety. The Ghostbusters of Larimer County, Larimer County did a toy drive for toys for tots. Um, Chris, you and the Ghostbusters of BC went up to that, that school that we, you talked about two weeks ago. Went up um, to the school, and there's a regular toy drive here that we show up for. They do a breakfast down at uh, the convention center, and a couple of our guys went down there early in the morning, dragged along some toys. That's Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so cool. Just sort of the way that, that our franchises always find a way to give back to the community and, and especially in areas like West Virginia, um, the, you know, that were affected by a flood not that long ago. And these families are trying to rebuild and they're trying to, you know, f- yeah. find find their footing again and to give their kids Christmas uh, with this is, is really cool. So um, it's quite natural, too, because, I mean, a lot of Ghostbuster fans now, everybody's an adult, but a lot of people were kids when they discovered Ghostbusters. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's important to them to, you know what I mean? I, th- I feel like there's a connection there, a natural connection to yeah. help kids have a, you know, same as, uh, you know, going to children's hospitals and stuff like that. There's a natural connection to helping, you know, kids now have some fun with Ghostbusters or at least just be kids, right? Yeah, just be kids. And that's, that's what's always nice about when I see franchises going to the children's hospitals and, and interacting with the kids because it just, it brightens their day for just that, that one moment. And, and every like Ghostbusters is so iconic, even more so now because everybody, it's sort of back in the public consciousness. So these kids see all of you guys in your uniform or with your Ectomobile. Uh, and it's just, it's one of those things that you can't, you, you can't explain it. Just it makes you feel good, and and uh, <laughs> like, that, just, that might be just normal human behavior. Just human right? behavior. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay to feel good every now and then. It's okay to be like, uh, you know, what's this? What's this word? Uh, happy, happy. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, so I thought we would play, uh, there again, uh, talking about the Ghostbusters of West Virginia, there was quite a bit of press coverage, news coverage. So I thought we would play yes. a clip here from one of the local news stations because they do talk to, uh, Kevin, I believe, uh, with, with the West Virginia guys and, uh, very, very cool stuff. Here's the West Virginia guys. Of course, Ghostbusters, more than a dozen members of the Ghostbusters West Virginia division arrived with tons of gifts at the Children's Home Society today. The group receives a wish list for every child and they collect toys at several events throughout the year. Founder Kevin Polly estimates they've actually been able to deliver at least $40,000 worth of toys since that program started. So to be here today to see so many Christmas wishes fulfilled, including kids who were impacted by the flooding this past summer, it's just the best feeling in the world. And right now is when really it feels like Christmas is really happening for me. And it's just fun to see Ghostbusters in a Christmas hat. So this, by the way, is their fourth annual toy delivery, and it's great to see the good work they're doing. So speaking of heartwarming stories, uh, there there's a few ghost heads across the pond uh, that need a, a good shout out and a, a good uh, couple of ghost heads in New York City that need a good shout out here on the uh, the episode. Um, uh-huh. So let's start with uh, our friends across the pond. Um, it's uh, Melissa Ward and Giles Bow. Ba? Fritz Ba. So it must be Giles Ba. Uh, who, they came all the way to New York City from the UK um, and they made their pilgrimage to the hook and ladder number eight. I don't think they were expecting it to be under such massive construction, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> We've been warning people. Nobody's been listening. We're, we're doing our best. But um, so Giles dropped to his knee. He proposed inside the firehouse. I guess it, di- it did sound like he had reached out to the Department of Design and Construction that's overseeing the renovation. And they told him, like, hey, um, the firehouse itself is uh, getting a little bit of a facelift right now. So you guys are going to have to wear hard hats and orange vests the entire time you're in there. Um, but they were nice enough. They gave them a tour of the firehouse. She said, yes, obviously that's always good. Uh, but such a cool place that they went, you know, they're both Ghostbusters fans, uh, did the whole tour of New York city, went to the hook and ladder number eight. And that's where the proposal took place and very memorable stuff. It also, it got a lot of press coverage, which is a good thing as well. Um, so that, that was just, that was really cool to see. Congratulations to you guys. We look forward to seeing some Ghostbusters themed wedding photos because, the bar has been set um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I've, I've seen some pretty cool weddings in my time. Uh, but in New York City, uh, that NYC Ghostbuster Ryan Espin and his new wife, Giselle, man, they, they did it in style. I mean, the, the Minions of Gozer style stuff that they did, the car was there. They had uh, two cars, two, two cars. Yes, two cars cake topper with the lego ghostbusters on it um just uh, everything kind of i mean still very tasteful (laughs) very it's still a very beautiful (laughs) wedding it's not you know completely uh off the wall bonkers uh but you know just such a cool uh event for the two of them uh congratulations to both of you guys Uh, our invitations must have been lost in the mail chris i guess but that's okay we're we're still well. I did, happy I did for move, so I'm assuming that's what happened. My, yeah, my, just, mine just didn't reach me. They didn't have your updated address, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so congratulations to everybody. Very cool stuff. Um, and uh, Craig and Abigail. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah, Craig and Abigail. Now, like the pressure is on. Like that's right. Well, they do have a standing uh, uh, invite to be uh, if they can do it in Vegas. The Las Vegas Ghostbusters uh, said they'd get involved, so oh, I think we should go. push for that. 
Well, if if they did it in Vegas, let's see. Where is Ernie Hudson nowadays? Is he in L.A. or is he? Yeah, I think maybe he's he, on the he East Coast officiate. now. But but that's what I'm, th- I'm thinking. You need Ernie Hudson to officiate the wedding. <coughs> oh, so, oh, okay, guys. I uh, you know what? As I'm talking about this, just just drop me a line. I'll plan your wedding. I got this. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be your wedding planner. We'll yeah, get this all Troy's taken not care bu- of. Troy's not busy at all, kids. Give no. him a call. No, yeah, I got nothing to do. I got nothing to do. <laughs> Sorry to be your mom, Troy, but no. No, no, no. You no. Oh, all right. You fine. wait, mister. Okay. Stop pulling a Chris Stewart and like <laughs> bright shining things. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, oh I that'd, be, that. awesome. Oh, that'd right, be awesome. Fine. <laughs> I rescind my offer to plan your wedding, guys. But no, no, Don't seriously. Make me laugh. Drop You're gonna drop make me, me off. off. <laughs> Chris is still Chris is still uh, recovering from the sickness, which is a bummer, but uh, yeah. This is why I can never go into radio. Yeah. I'm sick half the time. Oh. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> it's Slimer and the Pooker in the morning. Wow. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, uh, let's. We're going to. We're going to recap 2016 here uh, with a bit of a memorial. Uh, not, not like an in memoriam thing because that would just pull me totally down but a little bit of an in memoriam of sorts um chris this is uh this is the last time that we're going to be recording where we can actively purchase ecto cooler <laughs> at least here in the u.s i know i'm sorry uh but this i is... remain ambivalent yeah <laughs> uh it's you know it's it's very uh it's it's bittersweet um, it was great having ecto cooler readily available um i unfortunately stocked up soon and so i have a surplus of ecto cooler that will probably be going bad in a few months um but uh well what's the best before on those things it's got to be several months uh, this stuff i think it's it's april of 2017 but let's be honest it's just sugar water i'm sure it's It's going to be fine yeah bacteria is not going anywhere near that stuff no no um so I, I do see a lot of people buying entire pallets full. I do see people that uh, as as soon as like this past week have found the um, the boxes uh, in their their grocery stores and they've been buying them up by the cart full. Yeah, uh, everybody's you know stock up because this is the end for our big dear lots. Cooler. And the weird part is big lots is is a dumping point. When you get rid of your stock, you dump to big lots. Right. It's right. kind of like for the entire year they have not been able to meet demand. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And here it is showing it at, at, at an overstock surplus And uh, then they say, yeah, they're going to stop making it, and they dump it at an uh, overstock surplus place. Like, it's just yeah. the... And then, uh, just to make it really weird, they threw a wake for themselves, like, a, <laughs> online. And it's like, hang on a second here. Like... Yeah, that's the... You're, you're the guys you're the, that... You, you have the button. You can keep the assembly line going. Right. Fans are supposed to do these things, yeah. not the people who killed off the product. I mean, I do have to say, though, their social media has been pretty much killing it this entire time. Yeah. Like, they've been really pretty, kept up with it. Yeah, pretty heavy. Pretty, pretty. And I mean, it makes sense, too, because they're like, well, it's kind of, I, they knew it's going to be a year, so let's make it an intense year. But, um, but it's for, yeah. for a novelty sort of niche product. Um, you know, the, to see the support from Coca-Cola behind it was was a lot of fun, and see even like all of the stuff they did around Halloween and all of the imagery that they've created, and you know, I'm sure yeah. we we kind of take social media for granted now, but that that was a big big commitment from Coca-Cola to do. So, 
it was cool while it lasted. I'm glad that we had this this time together. Uh, but 2017 Ecto Cooler shall be no more. Unless you're one of those people that has a bunker where you've put all of the Ecto Cooler overstock now. In which case, guard it with your life because that <laughs> stuff's going to be worth gold. <laughs> yeah, it's huh. time to fish out the uh, Chicago's uh, uh, reverse engineered recipe again. Yes, yeah. I wonder if there, are there's there's got to be somebody out there who can reverse engineer now that we have the actual product, you know, sit there and distill it down so we know the exact amount of sugar content of uh, maybe some some way somehow get the syrup content down to a science. I mean, there, yeah. let's be honest. There's a lot of stuff that scientists should be doing with their time, and this is probably not it. <laughs> well, but, there's stuff that. I mean, we could have done it before too, because the other the old boxes are lying around too. Uh, mind you, they predate the nutritional grids that people yes, that have yeah. to go on now. So now we do have things like um, it will say, you know, 24 grams of sugar per 150. Right, right. Milliliters. Well, whatever ounces, whatever you. Uh, <laughs> for people who overthrew the king, you're really stuck to his measuring. I'm just telling you, it's a little weird, okay? It's, I, I still don't understand it. Why Why are we not on the metric system? Why aren't we doing a lot of things? <laughs> but I digress. But I digress. I'm uh, actually probably popping down into the States briefly next week, actually. So I'm kind of going to. St- yeah, I'll make some Hail Mary stops at a couple of big lots and see what I can... Uh, yeah, see what you can find. It is it is interesting we'll that it's ending up in the big lots, a lot like when all of the Maddie Collector stuff uh, ended up in big lots and everybody was like, Same what? Deal. You're kidding what? me. I yeah, thought that exactly. was sold out. How's it at big lots now? So, you know, at, at any rate, uh, thanks Coca-Cola for at least bringing it back for a limited time only. And um, for, for those of you who are not able to get it, uh, reach, reach out to your friends. I know I, I have a couple of people that I still owe a few cans to that, uh, don't, don't worry. I will get you uh, a little bit of a sugar fix. Not, not to <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Do. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, so uh, 2016, this is the end, my friend. Yep. Um, it's been a lot of fun, man. This this year, I, I, I don't quite know how to put into words. Uh, we've had a new movie. We've had a lot of new merchandise. Uh, you and I have been trying to keep up as frantically as humanly possible with everything, with the podcast. Yep. This has been one crazy did year. Did fairly well. Yep. Yeah, I think we did, I think we did all right. 
Um, nope. I, we, we only are mildly yelled at from time to time. Um. <laughs> and uh, until we got to this crazy month, we didn't miss at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, it's scheduling was a, a little uh, little dodgy come you know June, July, August when we had uh, the movie coming out and so much to do and so little time. And uh, we, we kept at it. We were... We were really diligent about not missing weeks, and and yeah, we uh, some stuff has happened uh, in December, which um, has made scheduling even more difficult. But uh, you know, we're we're really glad that you guys have joined us along this ride. We're still going to keep going uh, as long as we possibly can, at least until Chris and I lose our voices, and then <laughs> the sentient robot uses will take over. Um, well, podcasting decorum says we have to at least make it to our hundredth episode, which is relatively soon. Right around the corner. I think this is eighty-five now. Um, wow. Without looking at my cheat sheet, so we're we're pretty close. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to believe that it's been two years of podcasting. It's hard to believe that we're coming up on our third year now. Um, I just, uh, boy, it's uh, to, to think about. Okay, if this is episode eighty, whoever. And each one has been roughly 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of content that we've put out there. You know, we've, we've done a lot of recording time, and we've done a lot of uh, conversing about uh, merchandise and stuff. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure there's only more to come, you know, because... Look, I, yeah. and, and it's, it's sort of... I, I hate to beat the dead horse, and I know some people will probably take offense to this but you know if like it or not if you weren't a fan of the new film and i understand if you were not um what it did is it accurately or it it actively injected life into this franchise and and we are now looking at a 2017 2018 2019 even where we're going to be getting, you know, cartoon uh, animated series. We're going to be getting a, a, another animated film. Um, I'm sure there's going to be IDW comics and all sorts of cool stuff. And, you know, without that movie, I don't know if you and I would be talking for a third year, Chris. I don't, I mean, it might sort of taper off again and we might run out of stuff to talk about. So um, I think 2016, even though a lot of people are going to look back at 2016 with some uh, disdain uh, for many reasons. Um, I feel like it, it did. It kind of was that shot in the arm, at least for our fan base, uh, that we, we really needed. We're, we've got a lot that we can now continue to keep talking about. Oh, I think so. I mean, you and I, right out the gate, did say to people, we'll try weekly and we'll dial it back if we have to. Yeah. That was a year and a half ago. I mean, we, haven't, we haven't abandoned the weekly format yet, so... Uh, as long as stuff keeps coming up, I guess you and I can keep talking about it. So yeah, exactly, and and yeah, we we uh, initially said we're gonna do the weekly show, but then we started doing the cyclotron, and unfortunately, we haven't because of all of the scheduling stuff that's been going on. We haven't done a <laughs> proper cyclotron in a while. Um, but you know, those those are gonna continue as well. Um, we we absolutely are gonna get people back on the show, and um, and we have uh, again a lot of really great interview guests that are lined up for 2017 as well. That's that's gonna be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. um, you know, 2016 pretty busy year. Seems like 2017 is gonna shape up to be pretty busy too. So hang in there, guys. Stay with us. Make sure that you're still subscribed, cause uh, courage, you know. Um, but okay, so uh, I'm gonna give you your Andy Rooney time here, Chris, because this is the this is not just your final thoughts for the episode. This is your final thought for the year. No pressure. Oh, 
Well, it's nothing deep, actually. My final thought is, uh, I finally own the Lego Firehouse. Ooh. Was that your uh, Christmas gift to yourself? No, it was not, actually. It was my Christmas gift from my uh, my team at oh, work. that's wonderful. Uh, oh, how cool. It, it seems to happen every year. I never really think about it much. I'm... I'm my role of the company is essentially facilitator. My, I'm the operations officer. We're not a big company, so it sounds kind of pretentious, but for all intents and purposes, while I do keep my hand in production, I'm the guy who all the payroll and HR and keeping you know coffee in the pot sort of thing falls to and keeping things organized in the you know producer hat for, for products and all that. And I kind of get busy with all that stuff. I'm the guy that, like, yeah. Uh, Get all the tickets. The team went to see Rogue One last night. Like we always, one of the benefits is we all go play hooky on the big. Uh, yeah. On the Friday midday, we all go when you know the theaters aren't packed. And so for the twelve years we've been going, we've never really missed out on the opening day of a of a, a banner movie because we always go in the middle of the day when you know it's at least half full sort of thing. So I do little things like that, and I never really think much about it. And then every once in a while, the guys uh, give a little thank you, like I've gotten. Um, uh, I had a Ghostbuster ice cream cake a couple of years ago for my birthday that they made me. Oh, that's Anyways, cool. Anyways, we did the Christmas party last week, and uh, yeah, the guys pulled out of this big box, and I, I'm like, I know the size of this box, and I'm like, rattle, rattle, rattle. I'm like, I know the sound of that, and sure enough, it's, uh, I don't know where the hell I'm going to put it. I don't know when the hell I'm going to get it together, but I have the Ghostbusters firehouse now. So. I, yeah, man, that's that's an undertaking. I've been watching people oh, that have yeah. been posting, you know, progress photos online. That's that's going to take you a good while. But <laughs> yes, well, the punchline is is that my immediate first thought is I need to go find some Lego uh, sidewalk and I need some Lego uh, lamp posts because I don't only want to do the fire hall, but I want to do the lamp post inside the fire hall <laughs> with, the, the, with the sticker with the yeah the the flower stencil on the base of it because because yeah the lego fire hall complete with the pool table the dancing toaster the video games uh it's not accurate enough i need the stupid graffiti outside um but we'll see it also means i have the the ecto too which means i have two sets of the guy so i'm kind of sitting here going maybe i need to build a different vehicle for them you know what i mean for the second set of guys yeah, that's that's a good point too. Oh man, get the ecto together, put it inside the fire hall. But then I got an extra set of dudes. What do I do with them? <laughs> um, well, all right. So that's that's what we can talk about next year too. Is your progress on putting that uh, that sucker <laughs> together? That's going to be interesting. I'll I'll put that down the list right after renovate the basement to <laughs> hold my collection uh, work. Yeah, build the actual house slash build the firehouse. That's going to be your <laughs> yes. But uh, no, that's my final thought. As you say, it's been a kind of a jam-packed year. It's had its, its stressors and its delights. And I think um, for the first Christmas in quite a while, actually, for whatever reason, for various reasons, I'm kind of relaxed this year. Oh, that's good. Like I, I've actually gotten to enjoy. Like we have a had some very serious snowfall here. And Vancouver very rarely gets white Christmases at all. But we are. We're going to not only have a white Christmas, but it'll probably snow on Christmas. And, wow. Uh, I've enjoyed a couple of leisurely uh, commutes home in the, you know, the quiet. It's we're on the coast like you are, right? So when we get our snow, some of the time initially, it's the 
it's when rain turns to snow, so it's not the dry snowflakes. It's yeah, rather the clumped, big, fat ones. Yeah. And it's very, it's very quiet. It mutes the city very nicely. So. Oh, that's cool. I've, it's going to be relaxing and, yeah, yeah cozy. I've been, I'm, I'm going to have a very Merry Christmas. Oh, very Murray Christmas. Yeah. And Murray you can Christmas watch a Murray Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, to everybody out there listening, uh, again, thank you for such a wonderful year. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. You will hear us again next week, but it will be a pre-recorded episode, a very special pre-recorded episode. But uh, the next time you hear from Chris and I, quote unquote, live uh, will be for episode 301. Year three will begin. So uh, look for that coming after the first of the year. But uh, Chris, man, this has been a fun year. Thanks, thanks again for for joining me uh, for for this second year of podcasting fun. It's you know we've we've certainly done a lot, and you know could not have done this without you, man. This has been this has, this has been awesome. I, I have no other words for it. This has just been so much fun. We've gotten to do so many cool things and gotten such great access to stuff that I just I feel overwhelmed. I can't believe that this year happened. At least in terms of Ghostbusters and beyond, you know, there's so much. So. So thank well, you, it's man. All, it's all on you, man. You, you do the heavy lifting. I just show up and talk like an idiot, which is what I do day to day, anyways, for free. No, so you do more you're than the you one give who records for. You edit, you put it together, you post. Ah, it's this team team effort, man. So um, so thank you. And so, all right, uh, I just I kind of don't want to go. I don't want to. I don't want to let it go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if we're in the same studio, this is the point where we're supposed to hug. But I think we'll yeah, just let's have hug to. It out. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Virtual hug. <laughs> Virtual hug. Man, All hug. right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. 2016 in the books. We'll see you on the other side. 2017. joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. And let's get to know this. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.